Welcome to the podcast of Palmetto Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning in. We pray that the following message will help you connect, grow, and serve in your relationship with God and others. This month we've been in a series called Reboot, Reset, Restart. And today is the final message in that series. Uh, The first message was start with the instructions. Let's take a look at the Bible and understand what the Bible says. The second second one was, uh, what did Jesus do? Let's look at our mentor, our one and only master mentor, and what he did is what we need to do. Um, And then third, we talked about uh, chopping up big goals into small steps, sweat the small stuff, and accomplish things in a way that's not so overwhelming. And then uh, today, I want to talk about uh, getting rid of some things. Uh, So I want to invite you to open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, I read verses 1 through 3, and then we will look at some verses in Matthew chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 12 and Matthew chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition for sinners that so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Then in Matthew chapter 6, in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, these are the words of Jesus. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, or reap, or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow, they do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. How many of you have an email address? Would you raise your hand if you have an email address? Yeah, most everybody. Um, Not quite as many, not quite a high percentage had an email address in the traditional service, but more in this service. I've had the same email address since 1996 Um, because I just don't like changing it. 
I like my email address. Now, I have some other email addresses. I had to get a Gmail address because I had to have one of those before I could open up certain Google accounts, uh, but I don't use it much. I have an oldbellsouth.net email address that I had to have in order to get my AT&T, used to be Bell South uh, Internet, uh, but I, I, I use it so, so infrequently that I couldn't even tell you what the password is to that. Uh, my email address is drjfo at aol.com. Yeah. 1996. I graduated with my doctoral degree in 1995. And so uh, back then, for those of you who didn't live back when the dinosaurs roamed the earth, the only two ways you could get internet access was by CompuServe. How many of you remember CompuServe? Three people. Unbelievable. (laughs) CompuServe and America Online, AOL. And a CompuServe is in the cemetery over here at Holly Hill somewhere. AOL is still just barely hanging on with me and one one other person in the nation who has an AOL email address because we just will not turn loose of it. So in 1996, I tried to find uh, Jimmy Orr at AOL, and it was already taken. Jimmy.Orr at AOL, and it was taken. So I threw my middle initial in there, Jimmy F. Orr, and amazingly, it was already taken. I thought, who in the world has already gotten that email address? So finally, I decided on Dr. JFO, DRJFO at AOL.com, uh, and I've just stuck with it. Uh, I remember I, had, I called somewhere recently and uh, was talking to uh, one of those customer service people who uh, is certainly nowhere close to geographically where we are. I mean, it might have been somewhere in the, in the States, but somewhere. And so I'm talking to them about something. They said, can we, uh, uh, can we have your, verify your email address? And I said, it's, it's uh, drjfo at aol.com. And I heard this snickering on the other end of the line. I said, excuse me, and, and he had to get his composure. I said, excuse me. He said, oh, oh it's nothing. I apologize. I said, what, were you snickering? He says, well, to be honest, yes. I said, what about? He said, you're the only person I've talked to in 15 years who has an AOL email address. I said, I'd like to talk with someone else, if you don't mind, AOL. But I've had my email address long enough that... There are advantages and disadvantages. The advantage of having the same email address for more than two decades is uh, all of your friends and family who have uh, accumulated your email address over the years, they don't have to learn another one. They still have it. They know what it is. And so that's a good thing. You don't have to send out new contact information. But there's a downside to it, too. And that downside is there have been a lot of different people and a lot of different groups and a lot of different fringe groups who have accumulated somehow, purchased somehow, I don't know, somebody, my email address. And so I get tons of junk mail from people and from groups. Now, AOL is very good that it, it tries to recognize uh, junk mail. I don't know what their criteria is for recognizing junk mail, but they recognize a lot of it, and they send it straight over into a, a junk file that's called spam. You know what spam is, right? And so every morning, one of the things I do, I, I read through uh, some news outlets, and, and I will go over to my spam folder, and I'll make sure that, that all, the thing, all the emails in my spam folder are supposed to be there. Sometimes they'll send a good email in there and I'll have to take it out and put it in my inbox. But, but once I've 
verified that everything in that spam box is, is worth going into the trash, then I delete it. I clean out that spam box every single morning. But inevitably, in my inbox, there are some uh, emails that AOL doesn't catch, and, and I, will, I will get them, and I'll have to delete them manually. And um, so I get a lot of this, this, what I would call fringe email stuff. And I'll go in and I'll, I'll delete it. Uh, I think that, that not only has, have, are there companies that purchase databases of email lists, but I think probably maybe some of you may have actually turned my email address into some of these uh, junk places. And so they send me their email stuff. I don't know that for sure, but I bet my mortgage you did. I know you did. And so I will open up that email now, I never, and you know this already, but I'll say this, I never click on a link inside an email that I don't know who it's from. Because usually if you do that, you're going to let a virus go into your computer and so forth. So, but anyway, so I'll open up the email from this, these junk sites or whatever, and I'll scroll down to the bottom. Are you with me? And at the bottom, in a little bitty itsy-titsy font that I have to use a microscope to read, there's a word, and it has become one of my favorite words in the world. Unsubscribe. I love the word. Unsubscribe. I love it. It's one of my favorite words. Because I will go down there, and I will click on unsubscribe, and hopefully I'll never have to see that particular email or any email from this particular group ever again. But they're so persevering. You know what I mean? You can hit unsubscribe. Now, there's only one reason to hit unsubscribe. And the only reason is I don't want this email anymore. That's the only reason for it. So I'll go in there with my microscope. I find that little bitty unsubscribe. I click unsubscribe. And you know what they do? You know what they do, right? They come back and say, are you sure? Are you absolutely sure? We're so sorry to see you go. I said, I never came there. So how can you be sorry to see me go? I didn't sign up for you. And so I'll say, absolutely yes. Unsubscribe. As I look back over my life, I find that periodically I need to do the same thing with my life that I do with AOL email. What I mean is, from time to time, I find that I need to unsubscribe to some things. And I think this is part of what the writer to the Hebrews was referring to when in chapter 12, verse 1, he said this. I'll read it again. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that easily entangles. If he were writing today, if he were writing today, he might just use the word, let us unsubscribe to some things. So uh, in this final message of this uh, reset, reboot, restart series, I-, I want to suggest to you some things that it might behoove us to unsubscribe to. Okay? So, 
Let's start out with number one. Unsubscribe to your past. In Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, the Apostle Paul says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. That is the final goal. I haven't achieved perfection. But one thing I do, he says, forgetting what is behind and straining to what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Most all of us have made mistakes in our past. Some of us have made more serious mistakes than others. I'm suggesting to you and me that we unsubscribe to them. Unsubscribe to the past failures in your life. Do not allow those failures to hinder you, to cripple you, to strap you down and hold you back from accomplishing what God wants to do. And let me just go further than this. There's only one person, really, who will ever bring your past failures back to mind to you, and that is Satan. That's from the Bible. His very word, Satan, is a word that literally means accuser or adversary. Because he is constantly, it's like the little, the little man on your shoulder who is constantly saying, Now, you remember what you did? They may not know, but you know what you did. And he'll keep reminding you of that. Now, there's another group that also will keep reminding you of that. I'll get to those in a little bit. But for now, just know this. The only person who really longs for you to remember your failed past is Satan. Don't give him the time of day. Unsubscribe to your past. Listen, God is more concerned with where you're headed than where you've been. He's more concerned with your future than your failures. So just devote yourself to him. You can't go back and change any of that stuff in the past, so leave it behind. If, if you have made terrible mistakes in your past and you have genuinely asked God for forgiveness, he has forgiven you. And if you have genuinely apologized to those that you have hurt and they have forgiven you and asked their forgiveness, if you've genuinely asked for that, then leave that past behind. Don't give it another half a second of your time. Unsubscribe to your past. Second, unsubscribe to your self-importance. In Luke chapter 6, verse 8, Jesus said, For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. What's Jesus talking about? He's talking about humility. He, and what is humility? It is, the, it is the opposite. The person who is humble, the person who is clothed in humility, is the person who is not aware of their own self-importance. They're not aware of it. And they never bring it to anyone's attention. If you are a humble person, then here is, here's how you are. You're the person who is always preferring other people before yourself. And you're always speaking well of other people and not yourself. You're always complimenting other people and not yourself. You say, well, but I do like being affirmed and, and congratulated and complimented. We all do. We all do. Let God and other people do it. 
and you spend your time lifting up other people, and in time, people will see it, and they will lift up you. Listen, there's nothing more repulsive. Follow me on this. There's nothing more repulsive than a person who is constantly congratulating himself or herself for what they do. Listen, nobody wants to be around that person. They don't. And as I'm saying this to you, many of you are thinking of people you know just like that. Other people here are thinking of other people when really you are the one who is constantly self-congratulating. Unsubscribe to your self-importance. The Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, and by the way, this section of Romans has to do with the results of being saved. What should happen as a result of being saved? And he says this in Romans chapter chapter 12, verse 3, for by the grace given me, I say this to every one of you, he says, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. What's he saying? Unsubscribe to your self-importance. I'm not saying you're not important. You are. We are. God gave his son for us because to, uh, to him we are important. But let God do the affirming and let other people do the affirming. You spend your time affirming other people. Unsubscribe to self-importance. Number three, unsubscribe to things that do not matter. We spend so much of our time on the urgent rather than the significant. We spend so much of our time on the things that just pop up at the spur of the moment and and scream for our attention. And and we we let those things take our attention and we deal with them when there are uh, several other super significant things that we put off off while we're handling those small things. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 20, chapter 16, verse 26, Matthew 16, verse 26, Jesus said this. He says, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Let me read that a little bit differently. Just par- what, what, what would a person gain? What, would a, what will it profit a person if he gains all of the insignificant stuff but forfeits the most important decisions and the most important things in life. Or what shall a man give in return for his soul, Jesus said. Again, in Matthew 6, in the Sermon on the Mount, verse 31, do not worry, saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What will we wear? The pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But do this instead. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well unsubscribe to the things that do not matter. Number four. Y'all writing these down? Unsubscribe to people who are toxic. Have you ever heard somebody, you're talking with somebody about their job and they're complaining about it because we all complain about our jobs sometimes. Sometimes. Hopefully not all the time. 
but you're, you're talking with someone, they're talking about their job, and they say something like this. Have you ever heard this? Boy, I'll tell you what, if it weren't for the people, this job would be wonderful. This job would be great. I, I, when I, I worked for a, a bank, the bank in ni- 1983 to 87, I was also a bivocational pastor, but I was a banker. And I don't know how many times I heard people say, man, I'm telling you right now, if it weren't for the people, this would be a great job. I was in real estate for a little while, and I don't know how many real estate brokers, not just salespeople, but brokers told me, oh gosh, if it weren't for the people, real estate would be a great career. (laughs) And I'll go ahead and confess to you, there have been a few times, maybe a little more than a few, when I said to somebody, if it weren't for the people, church would be wonderful. But here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with all of those statements. You can't have a bank without people to run it and customers. Real estate, you can't have real estate and be successful without dealing with people, other salespeople and customers. And even more so with church. You take people out of church and there is no church because church is people. We all have to deal with people and some of those people are toxic and let's just let's just go ahead and admit this sometimes we are the toxic ones we can all be toxic to someone from time to time but here i'm talking about those people who are chronically toxic i mean they can never they can never say a kind word about anybody else. They will never affirm you, no matter how hard you work. And, and they are constantly pulling you down. Well, granted, no matter where we work, we have to end up tolerating some people more than we do other people. But there comes a time when you have to identify those chronically toxic people in your life. And you have to make a decision for your own sanity I've got to unsubscribe from that person. I hate it. I've tried not to. I've tried every way I know to to get along with them. I've got to unsubscribe. Now, among the toxic people, there are three types I would just want to very briefly touch on. First, there are those toxic people who leave you and insist on going their own way. And this is especially true in our world today. We've got, we've got a, a, such a divided public that now there are people who say, look, if you, if you don't agree with me on every single issue, primary, secondary, unimportant, totally important, if you don't agree with me on every one of them, I can't fellowship with you. I can't sit down and eat with you. I can't play games with you. I can't worship with you. And as bad as that hurts, and believe me, that hurts, as bad as that hurts, you, you cannot spend a whole lot of time worrying about those folks. You got to let them go. If that's what they're going to do, you got to let them go. You got to unsubscribe from those type of people. Second, there are those people who knew you back then and still hold you to the failures of your past. This is that other group. Satan will attack you about your past, but then there's always this group who knew you. They know what you did and they never forget it. And even when they look at you, they remind you of what you did unsubscribe listen then there are people who are chronic drainers and they're never replenishers 
You know who I'm talking about. They're those people who they never, they never feed you. They're constantly sapping all of the energy out of you. And you want to be there for those folks, but there comes a time when your tank is empty and there's nothing that you can give those folks except resentment. And you don't need to live in resentment. And so you, there comes a time when you have to unsubscribe from those folks who are drainers and, and give yourself over to those who at least the majority of time are replenishers. When Amanda and I and our family came here in 2000, I did not envision being here as a pastor of this church for as long as I've been here. I didn't. Uh, some of you didn't envision me staying here as long either because you told me th- that. And, and I, I understand, I appreciate that honesty, I really do. But I'm going to tell you, uh, and any pastor will tell you this if they're honest, over the last 18 years, there have been a thousand times that I was ready to give it up. But I'll tell you why, uh, uh, two reasons why I didn't. One, because God just kept calling me back. And number two, because there, there are some people in this church, and I, I'm not going to start calling names because some of them are here and, and there are many others I would miss, but I would have been long gone had it not been for those few people who, even if they didn't agree with me on stuff, they would replenish me and they would affirm me and they would support me and they help me. And I'm going to tell you what, I got an email from one of you this past week, and I will go for seven or eight months on that, what you said. God bless you. Replenishers. Unsubscribe to people who are toxic. And finally, you don't have this on your notes, do you? Add one. Put number six down there. And get this. Unsubscribe to propaganda unsubscribe to propaganda. Whether it's the propaganda on the left or the propaganda on the right. Let me tell you something, folks. Most of the time, not always, but most of the time, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Unsubscribe to the propaganda. Two things will happen. One, you will feel better yourself by eliminating it from your life. And number two, the people who have to tolerate you will appreciate it a whole lot better. Your relationships will stop suffering if you unsubscribe to the propaganda. Matt Mayberry is a a former athlete, speaker, speaks about maximum, maximum performance strategies. He said this, he says, there's no better feeling than setting yourself free and eliminating all of the dead weight in your life. He says, I can go on and on telling you about all the extremely talented athletes I've either played with or have seen throw all of their potential down the drain, all because of the dead weight that consumed their lives. He says, when I refer to dead weight, I'm I'm referring to toxic and negative relationships that bring hardly any value or significance to your life. All of the negative and time-consuming habits that play play virtually no role in helping you get where you want to go. And so the writer of Hebrews says, let us throw off all of the hindrance and the sin that so easily entangles us. And what should we do instead? Focus, fix your eyes, he said, on Jesus. Consider him who laid aside all of that he had in heaven and laid aside the shame of the cross, took upon the cross himself so that he could die for us. Consider Jesus. Unsubscribe to the stuff and subscribe yourself to the Savior. 
Will you do that? I didn't ask you, can you do it? I know you can. I'm asking you, will you do it? Will you do that? Will you unsubscribe to some things? Well, it's January. December's coming. Did you know December's coming? It is. It'll be here before you know it. And when December comes, we're going to know whether you did that. We're going to know if you unsubscribed. But December's not here yet. It's coming. Let's pray. Lord, you're so awesome. There's no way that we could repay you for all you've done for us. And yet, you continually say to us, you don't have to repay me. In fact, you can't. Just take it. Just receive it. By grace, that's what it is. But Lord, in order to maintain our sanity, in order for us to keep making one, taking one step in front of the other, sometimes we have to throw off some things, unsubscribe to some things, help us. Because when I look at my life, I don't want to have to struggle to see Jesus. I don't want my life to look like a Where's Waldo. I just want to see you. Help us. In Jesus' name. Amen.